The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Welcome, everybody, to another exciting episode of Stories from the Sidelines. Matt, we're on episode Deuce Deuce, the big 22. Really? We're, this is Deuce Deuce, 22. All right, with me, as always, the gentleman I'm telling, episode 22, Matt Keogh. Matt, um, before we'll, we'll get into the Bills game, but oh, oh, not happy about that ending, but we'll talk. Um, with me today are some special guests We've got girls uh, from the Kenmore East soccer team, indoor track and field team, lacrosse team, softball team, you name it, they play it. Um, Please welcome to the sideline Maria Colosimo, her younger sister Gianna Colosimo, their cousin Lola Norris. Ladies, welcome to the sidelines. Hey, thanks for having us. Thanks for coming on. Um, so we're going to talk before we get into your guys' stories with uh, now. These are three ladies who I've coached in soccer and indoor. Uh, Maria, I think I've coached you since seventh grade. I know I've coached you since seventh grade. You poor yeah, child. You've been stuck with me that long. Um, yeah, pretty. Been rough. I know it, it. it's it's pretty rough. But uh, before we get into that, we're going to get into some Bills talk. Matt, Bills, Bucks. Um, <laughs> what did you what did you think? Uh, terrible, then surprisingly good terrible surprisingly good um first half i and ladies you know how loud how loud i scream on the sidelines i was screaming so loud at the tv that i think my dogs were scared for a while um i was not i was not in a good mood but um you know it uh it was a it was a great second half it was a great second half um now I'm going to get right to it at the end there, instead of kicking that field goal and ladies feel free to jump in. Do you go for the touchdown to win it? Or do you kick the field goal knowing that there's a chance that Brady gets back in the field, winning the coin toss, obviously in overtime. No, you go for the touchdown for the win. I don't think so. I, agree. I don't know. Well, do you see what happened when we went for the, th- what did that the do coin flip? We lost. Okay, but if you bring the Super Bowl champions into overtime, I feel like that's obviously showing something. Okay. I could have won the game. I say all okay. or nothing. Okay, Maria. Come okay, so we got, we've got G and Lola saying all or nothing, go for the win. Or no, sorry, we got G and Maria saying all or nothing, go for the win. We've got Lola saying, well, listen, take them to overtime and see where the chips fall. Matt, what do you think? I say go for the touchdown. I was thinking that too. Um, but then again, <laughs> you have what happened at Tennessee. Look what happened at Tennessee. You went for the touchdown there and, you know, Josh Allen slips and nothing. I don't know. But now that being said, can the Bills get a holding call, a pass interference <laughs> call, a something? Ladies, I had flashbacks of the Frontier game that we talked about on this podcast where we couldn't get a call to save our lives. I mean, in the end zone, that last play, we should have had four chances from the end, from the one yard line yeah. because there should have been a pass interference in the end zone. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's blatant. Just blatant. Um, 
But like, and again, we talk, Lola, you know, we talked about this on the podcast with the Frontier game where we couldn't get a call to save our lives. And anytime Maria, you know, was breathing on somebody, she got a penalty. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I've said it and I know I've told it to you girls. You can't control what the referees do, but you know what? You just want it to be fair. You just want it to be fair. And I, especially in overtime, when they make that call against Buffalo for that gave Brady another 25 yards, it just, yeah. it was ridiculous. And I'm going to be, I'm going to be clean here and just say it's ridiculous. But so ladies, any thoughts on that? Cause I know we've talked a little about, about the officiating about soccer, football. What were your thoughts on that? Those last penalties called or not called? I feel like the refs are just always against Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Like every game, even like the commentators are always against mm-hmm. Buffalo. I, oh yeah. I agree too. I really do. And it's, it's just not fair. But I feel like a lot of refs are one sided. And if you have a one sided game, it's it's obvious. Yeah. I agree. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. See, I coach them well. I coach them and I I coach them on the field. I I coach them mentally. They're they're coached well. (laughs) Who said you you taught us that? Yeah. I said I taught you that. Hey, remember, I can still make you run laps. (laughs) You can't do that. That's corporal punishment, technically. I, yeah, yeah. Oh, I like Matt. Don't many like ideas. Matt. Don't give many ideas. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna just jump into a few topics now. Uh, Maria, I know I've I've coached you since way back in seventh grade, modified. Um, talk about a little bit of the experiences from playing modified soccer in seventh grade, um, eighth and ninth. You played JV, then you played. You know, you've played varsity now for for two years. Um, just yourself as a player. What's what's kind of coming up from modified JV varsity, what's been your experiences? Um, I feel like, like modified is kind of like the building blocks for JV as JV is like the building blocks for varsity. Like every time you move up, it gets more serious. But the one thing that stuck for me throughout modified JV and varsity is like, I never like, Oh, tried harder when I was up on varsity than I did on JV. Like the effort should be the exact same for everything. So you can move up every time. But I think modified, the coaching isn't like different, but there's different like fundamentals because modified, you're normally at the basics. So it's passing, dribbling, getting all that stuff down and like actually knowing how to play your position. And then once you move up to JV, it gets a little more serious and you're kind of like worrying about plays or like, like a give and go or like a run, like runs, what to make. And then once you get up to varsity, you kind of put like all those things together in it you're supposed to like play the game, like fast pace, like modified is not slow pace, but a lot slower than JV and varsity. Yeah. And JV is kind of slow. Varsity's once you your first game on varsity, I know my first game after moving up um, from JV on varsity, it was like, well, like it was a really faster paced game. There were bigger girls. So I kind of needed to stand my ground a lot more than I thought I did. So it's kind of yeah. like it hits you in the face. Yeah, and it like definitely it prepares you for it. So. Yeah, and it takes a, a lot of players say it takes you a while. It takes you a good two or three games just to catch up to that speed and 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 run at the proper, uh, like you said, make the, the runs. The passes are coming in quicker and harder. The shots, the defenders are are bigger, stronger. Um, so it's it it's interesting that you say that. Um, 
Because a lot of players, even at the professional levels, moving up from minor league hockey to the pros, um, to the NHL, it it usually takes players a good season or more sometimes to catch up to that level. Um, now, Gianna, you came in as a seventh grader and made the jump right to varsity as a seventh grader. Um, what did you feel like last year as a seventh grader playing that that varsity level um, as a middle schooler? Did you feel overwhelmed? Did you feel confident? Um, talk a little bit about that. Oh, I, I think feel we... like always as a player struggle with confidence. So like I wasn't expecting to make it. I was like, oh. but making it kind of gave me a boost of confidence. But then I always had to like stand my ground and like prove myself. I felt like, especially like playing games. Okay. It was, it was pressuring for sure. Yeah. And that's one thing that uh, coach Rapel and I really noticed this year from last year. As an eighth grader, you really you could see the jump in your confidence where as a seventh grader, it wasn't that you didn't know how to play soccer. It wasn't that you weren't a talented player, but on the field during games, you could tell that your confidence level wasn't quite where it needed to be. Uh, Whereas sometimes you would back off from a 50 50 ball. You wouldn't initiate contact. You wouldn't initiate the dribble or carry the dribble. Whereas this year you did a much better job of of not having fear and going after those players. Um, not only that, but you weren't afraid. It wasn't, oh, am I going to make a mistake with the dribble here? It was, I know where to go with this dribble. I'm going to dribble it and then make the cross. So you definitely showed a lot more confidence. Um, as a player, like looking back on it now, do you think it was the right idea to play right into varsity? Or do you think maybe having that year at JV would have, would have helped you a little bit? Um, I think having the year JV would have helped, but I don't regret playing that first year. Like, I definitely wouldn't have changed it. Because, like, you and Rapel helped, and we had a, like, good team. Like, we have a good group of, like, girls that help with confidence a lot. Absolutely. That's one thing that I felt like we've always had uh, a lot of good senior leadership or just upper-class leadership, whether it was Lauren, whether it was Lindsay from back, um, It's been, it's really great to see that leadership grow throughout the year. And I think if there is a team um, to have a a younger um, player come up and play, I think it's, it was our team. We were, we were set up for that. Um, Now, Lola, you started off the year this year at JV. And then I think about what halfway through the season, um, you got that call up. Uh, First, tell us a little bit about that call up. What was the feelings when you, when you, when coach Doyle, told you you were playing up on varsity what was your initial thought or okay. or how um, did you get how did you get that call how did you hear the news well she texted me and I remember I was on FaceTime with Gianna okay we were FaceTiming and I remember I saw the text and I like I had to like read it like four times to actually like know that like it was real and that like it was actually happening but I read it and I remember like I FaceTimed my mom like I told my dad like I was I was really excited I was really nervous though because like even if I played five minutes like I knew I needed to step up those five minutes and show you like show you and Rapel what I can do and you know show you guys that like I can compete like I don't you know, had like, to prove you, yourself you had to prove yourself now it's it's funny the I believe it was the game before you got called up. 
um, you had a special guest co- guest uh, coach for that JV game. Who was who was that guest coach for that JV game? Wasn't he bad? Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, he may have led us to our first win of the season, but I don't know, man. Hey, 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 hey. Um, so, so Coach Doyle, Coach Doyle couldn't make it that game, so you guys were stuck with me. Um, talk a little bit about that. First of all, I mean, you had you guys were five games into the year. And now you get this big, bad varsity coach who's going to come down and be your coach for you. Yeah, as, as Lola's shaking her head, be like, yeah, right. Um, what were your thoughts having a, having a different coach for that game? Um, I was almost excited. And, like, Coach she was a great coach. But, like, having a breath of fresh air as like a new coach like new coach coming in like our team was like we were probably like we were getting a new coach a breath of fresh air and like a different coaching style like yeah like a different coaching style and getting the like a different coaching brain like you just like get to kind of like see the game and somebody else's style than Doyle's which I think was good and I think the girl like we all needed it we all needed definitely raised our spirits that game now, one thing I heard uh, after the game, I heard a couple players say that um, I was maybe a little too intense, maybe a little scary. Um, was was that was that the case? I mean, for me, no, because like, and I didn't know you know you, but like, I always like I went to the varsity games the year. Hold on, Lola. We're going to have you stop right there. We're having a little bit of a connection issue. We're going to get back to that story in a second. Um, Can you girls still hear me? You always think varsity is this like top notch level, and then you get one of the coaches that come down in our like JV team, and it's just like it's pressuring, and like you want to prove to him like have the best game, so he like sees what you're like prove him to like that you're good. So you get pulled up, <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> but like, yeah, I mean, you could be scary, but like once like <laughs> oh my hand can get scary. Like yeah. once you like I don't know, it was a good game. Like some of the girls might have been scared, but in the end, we got we got the W. We got the win. Whatever. We got the W against Ken West. So, and um, I'm not gonna lie. I going into that game, uh, I know Coach Doyle had told me a couple days before that I was gonna that she couldn't make it, and asked if I would drop down and help. I know Varsity's game was um, right after it, so I had to run to the field and and coach you guys or help uh, Coach Rapel with you guys. And I remember going into the game, like, all right, you know, we'll get this game going. You know, I'll, I'll get to see some of the JV players by the start of the game. I was right into it, screaming, yelling, hollering. Um, and it was, uh, it was fun because I mean, coaching, you don't give me, I love coaching with coach Rapel. Um, she is fantastic to coach with and, you know, I'm doing plenty of screaming and yelling from you guys at varsity, but you know, there's, there's a difference between coaching with somebody 
and being the only coach there and JV, it was, it was back to being, you know, at this point that was, you know, I was the only person there. So it was, it was very good to have that intensity from my level too. Um, now, Maria, you said that, uh, was it you or G that said I could be scary? I've heard this before. Am I really that scary? Be honest. Okay. So at first when you see you, yes, I hope everyone on this podcast that listens know you wear a fedora. I do wear a fedora. That's why the little fedora is on story from the sidelines. Well, you wear a fedora every day, all day, but you're not wearing it I guess because of your head. He looks nice. Well, I've got the heads. I've got the headset on. I've got the headset on. So we start talking to you, and you seem like a nice guy. But then when you get like intense and angry, sometimes I'm like, "Did the fedora fall off his head? What's going on?" Because you can be scary. Like that one practice. I don't know. We were really slow, not on our toes, and you made us run after we already did conditioning. And you made us run. And no, don't go there. Uh, don't go there. And we did conditioning and you made us run and you were like screaming at us. And I was like, yeah, you can be scary sometimes. But I think sometimes it helps us because like we know once you get mad, something's really wrong. That's how everyone on our team is that once you get mad, we know that we're doing something really bad and we're not doing anything right. So it's and good. And I'm glad you said that because do you remember why I got so mad oh, at that practice? Okay. You, G okay. shaking her head. G, do you remember why? It was because, wait, are we talking about the one where we there scrimmaged where we did, No, where we did the, are we talking about We did pyramids one? and then oh, we yeah. did a scrimmage and we were on our one. toes. We were one minute into the scrimmage oh, yeah. and was, then you made us run. I made I you do wind sprints. But do you remember why though? Yeah, because I don't know. We weren't going to the ball. And we had literally spent, Coach Rapel and I had literally spent about five to 10 minutes talking to you guys about it, prepping you guys about it, whatever. And the second we get into our drill, like G said, about one minute into the drill, we were still back at our back habits. So I kind of looked at Coach Rapel. She looked at me. She's like, okay, go ahead. Because she knew I was going to rip you guys. And I yelled ripped you for about 10, 15 seconds, but on the line, wind sprints down back goal or uh, at the goal line, six box back, 18 back half field back. Um, And it was, I think we did about three or four of them. And then we got right back into our, but you know what? Everything looked much better. It's it's funny that you say that because I, I agree. It takes it takes a, a, little, a little bit to get me to that edge. But when I get to that edge, like Maria said, it's usually because something needs to change and something needs to change fast. Now, Maria, you had me as seventh grade. Was I was I like that way at modified two or was I a little more was I a little more laid back with you guys then? I think I think every coach in modified is a little more laid back because we weren't like, I don't think we were really focusing on going to the ball. We were more focusing on like our touches and getting touches on the ball and having better footwork and stuff. So I don't think there was ever a time that you really got angry with us, except I remember, this is the only thing I remember. It was our modified soccer party after school in Franklin and somebody spilled the whole bag of popcorn and you had a fit. 
And like the, I was next to the girl who spilled it, which I don't know, she doesn't play soccer anymore. And like, I cleaned it up with two other girls. Like you would like got, like you yelled at us for it. So that was a little nerve That's not about soccer, but that's the only time I remember you yelling at us. But I don't think a lot of coaches get like overly angry on modified because you're not really doing like, like the important stuff you're doing on varsity. Yeah. You're there to, you're there modified. You're like you guys said before modified there. You're, you're there to build an interest in the sport. You're built there to build the basics. It's, it's competitive, but it's not really about the winning. Like, you know, it's not about it's, it's developing and getting you ready for JV, getting you ready for modified. So now, Matt, did you have those? Uh, I know we talked about this a little bit before, but did you have those like little league coaches or modified coaches or in in the sports that kind of maybe got a little too, um, a little too excited? That was me when I coached little league. That was you. You were you were the little too excited coach. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like how so? Like just the screaming, yelling, or too intense? Screaming, or- yelling at nine o'clock in the morning on a Saturday for absolutely no reason at all, except because I'm mad that I'm up that early. <laughs> absolutely some of those early games are they can be they can be brutal and you take it out on the kids as well as i mean like obviously you know i didn't make them feel bad but and then i get too into the game i'm i think i'm too competitive which i've said a lot before <laughs> i think coaching can be it it's it's good to be competitive as coach in fact if you get into coaching you've got to be competitive but i think you learn um when to what levels to to get intense what levels to calm down a little bit right you just gotta you gotta find your happy medium you gotta find your happy place you gotta find your happy place now maria speaking of um speaking of ramping things up you were captain this year one of the captains this year um yeah. how did you what do you think of the experience of being captain was it was it more added pressure towards you was it something that just came across as natural talk us a little bit about being captain Um, well, I was captain last, my first year of JV, so, but, because obviously JV is different than varsity, but once Lauren and Morgan left, because I was captains with them last year, it was a lot of pressure because I was, like, during the summer for captain practices, I was the only, like, captain left, like, like, because they went off to college so it was a little bit of pressure trying to get like ta- captain practices together because I felt like I was responsible for like get- getting everybody out on the field during the summer to do like preseason workouts and just like training and stuff. And when we didn't get a lot of people out, I kind of felt like it was like my fault like, if I wasn't like putting it out there enough or I don't know. And then See. during the season, it came natural. I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm a, I'm not a natural born leader, but I don't know. I like that kind of stuff. You, yeah. You like to take control. Oh, no, in a good way. In a good way. Um, I feel like being a captain, sometimes people think being a captain is like you're in charge of everybody and you get the final say and like you tell everybody what to do. But like, I think like the real meaning of a captain is like, you're there, you're there for the people that like want to talk to you or like, you should be somebody that the team looks up to or like, yeah, somebody that the team looks up to and someone that can like organize the team when we're falling apart on the field. Like if we have a bad half or something, like you talk to them during warmups or if your coaches need to come to you about something, like I kind of think that's what a captain is instead of like bossing everybody around. Cause that's the last thing I would want to do. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the girls on our team make it 
easy to be captain sometimes because like they're always behind me or like if they ever have a problem they're not like afraid to come talk to me or anything but yeah sometimes it's a little hard to be captain because there's a few decisions that you have to make that may come out being mean even though you're not trying to be mean absolutely you're doing it for the betterment of the team yeah now you brought something uh and gianna and lola do you think um just sometimes hearing even if it's the same thing, hearing it from your coach or hearing it from your captain, do you think sometimes maybe hearing it from the captain um, holds a little bit more weight? Like the fact that it's another player telling you this, it's your captain telling you this as opposed to, oh, that's coach. You know, they always say that. Like, do you think just hearing it from your captain maybe holds a little more meaning? They're really thinking about an answer over there. Of course. Oh, yeah I mean I do like I mean I I remember like watching Maria and like me and Gianna like Maria's first year of varsity we were the ball girls and I remember like watching her on the field being like oh like I hope that's me one day and like always looking up to your captain and like always looking up to Maria like like it's different than hearing it from a coach because like you trust her and like you know that she's just not gonna talk like a bunch of like baloney like yeah wait we're talking about differences with captain. yeah like Coaches is it better from hearing it from a captain yeah yeah it doesn't necessarily um, have to be maria think, it could be any captain any coach the thing is like it being maria like she's serious and she takes charge but i live with her like i see the funny side of her so like hearing it from her like it's serious but like you know we're like hearing it from a coach is like okay you what about a different captain oh from a different captain for sure but like from you <laughs> not because yeah, i live with you it's so not that hard shade. oh my gosh Gianna. okay okay so but gee if you heard it if you heard it from one of the other captains you'd kind of maybe take that a little bit more to heart than hearing it from a coach um from hearing it from a coach i take it to are always because like I'll always ask for advice here from my captain too I'll take it to heart I think it just depends on the situation I'm in. okay very very true fair enough um now you guys have been playing soccer uh actually how long have you guys been playing soccer like when did you do you guys remember when you actually started uh we started when we, we started were when we were three at kids play Okay. I think I, I think too. we all started when we were three. Okay, so started very young yeah. at like three, so four years old. It's been 13 years for me, 10 years for me. Yeah, 10 years for me too. Then. Okay. And throughout the years, you guys have had, you know, many different coaches. Um, you've had guy coaches, girl coaches. Um, do you find it, do you yeah. find it different or maybe one easier or harder whatever than the other like playing for a guy coach or a girl coach um or do you find it there's really no difference it's all just it's all the same um i think it depends on like the situation you're talking about like i think it depends on the situation like the coaching style like I don't think anything's different. Like, I think they can have the same intensity, but I think like, like 
sometimes personal problems or like how they tell you what you did wrong is a lot different between like a girl coach and a guy coach. Cause like, I think like a guy coach would be more comfortable with a guy coach while a girl coach would be more comfortable with a girl coach. But, and if like, I heard something from you, I don't know, it would be in a different tone that I hear it from Rachel, but I think I'd take right. it the same way. So okay. I don't think there's a lot, a lot of differences, but some situations there's, some differences because of how you feel i think okay i can see that i think it's like the coach the way that the coach sees the game like i think the coaching can be the same but the way that they coach the game and the way that they coach you to play the game and see the game can be different between any coach you have Okay. So more of just the different coaching styles as opposed to hearing it from a man or a woman is kind of what you guys are saying. Okay. G, anything, any thoughts from you or? Um, well, I've always been a player where like, if I have a bad game, I always go and like text my coach, what can I do better? And I think the criticism I get back is different from like a guy or a girl coach. Like it depending on like, what I did wrong or I need to hear because like Rachel will word a paragraph text way different than you will but I'll get the same like feedback out of it or like my travel coaches will do the same thing okay so the message the message is basically the same but the way like you said the way that it's worded or the way that it's presented might be a little might vary from from a a male coach to a female coach okay yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm learning here through this podcast too, so that's that's something that I never would have thought of. Um, now, G, you talked a little bit about this already with with Maria being your captain and being your sister, um, playing together as as sisters. Do you find it helpful? Frustrating? Um, Maria's Maria's given that look on podcast where uh, she's. She, she's got something thinking there. So Maria, first we'll talk to Maria. Maria, how is it being the bigger sister and playing with your younger sister? Um, the moment that Gianna, I found out that Gianna got called up to varsity her first year trying out for East soccer. I was like, are you serious right now? Like I was like, I was happy for her inside, maybe really deep down below. But the first time, the first time I heard about I was like, oh, oh, great. Like, she's going to be on varsity and she's going to be playing with me. Like, really? Like, I kind of wanted it to be like my own thing on varsity. But then once it hit like three days, I was really proud of her. And she worked for it really hard. Like, during the summer, she trained a lot. We worked on her skills. So I was really happy for her. And I think being on the team together, because we've only played soccer together on the same team one year, which was like five years ago. And we never thought it would happen again. So for it to happen again, I don't know. I feel like before every game, we do our little handshake and I feel like that gets me ready for the game. And then I can help her with stuff when like she's nervous about the game or when she asks me, when she asks a question about like the coaches, like if she's afraid to come to one of you, which I don't think she ever was. But the only thing that's bad about having her, the only thing that's bad about having her on this team is when we're in a game and somebody will like push her or touch her. I get so enraged and 
I don't know if you ever heard this, but I'll be like, don't let them push you, Gianna, every oh, game. I've heard it. Yeah, it just make fun of you. It makes me so mad. But no, I'm proud that she's on the team and I like having her on the team. So good. Now, Gianna, how's it feel having uh having the big sister there, having the older sister there? Do you feel like she helps you out? Do you feel like um it can be overbearing sometimes? What what are your thoughts being the younger sister? Um, well, I remember exactly when you and Rachel told me, I was like, What? Like, I needed you guys to say it again to me. I was like, what? So I remember going to tell Maria and her rolling her eyes at me. I was like, oh, great. This would be amazing. But as it went on, it wasn't that bad. And she was, like, helpful. But I like in practices the competitiveness between us, too. Oh, yeah. Like, I love the competitive fire. Like, even going against bowl on practices. Like, it's such a competitive fire going, like, against, like, your family members. But then I love when someone knocks me over and she'll just take them down a minute later. <laughs> so legally, not, take them like, down legally. Legally, yeah, yes. Legally. Key word is legally. <laughs> and it's funny, but, it's it's funny that you bring the competitive enough competitiveness up in practice because with Maria being a defender and G with you being that attacking midfielder you guys often in drills go against each other, whether it's three on twos, whether it's two on ones coming in, um, whatever shooting drill or defending drill we're doing. So it's funny that you guys say that because Rapel and I notice it on practices where if you guys get matched against each other, we'll sit back. Ooh, this should be a good matchup. And you guys never fail where G you want to beat Maria to show up your older sister and Maria, you don't want to get, you don't want to let your, your little sister have an inch. So it's funny that you guys say that too, because we definitely notice it in practice where neither one of you want to get beat by the other one. And I personally think it makes you guys better during games for it. Now, Lola being the, being the cousin, do you, um, do you find that same competitiveness where you want to, where you want to go against G where you want to go against Maria do you find that same competitive fire too? Yeah. I mean, yeah, you always want to be people, but like, I feel like it always gives you like an extra little power when yeah, you go against people that like you really want to be. And for me, that's just well, you can go you home too. and break. Yeah. And you get to go home and break. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, but like beating you and like getting to like annoy you about it and bring it up later, that's the most fun part. <sighs> I, I like feel it. like going up against each other makes it like 100% fun. I don't know. Yeah, it makes it personal. And like you said, you know, you'd get it's bragging rights. You know, hey, I took you down in that drill right there, or I scored a goal on you, or or whatever the case may be. So it definitely makes it a little personal. And like I said, coach and I have really, uh, Really notice the key difference there. Um, now, I know we've gone over some of these questions before, but we're going to bring up the one that Maria has been waiting to answer. Um, what are what do you guys think the difference is? Now, this is the second year coach uh, Rapel and I have been working together on varsity. Her is the head coach. Me is the assistant. Um, what do you guys think a little bit about our – I'm going to let you guys talk here. What What's the difference between our our – coaching philosophies our coaching strategies um i'm gonna just sit back and let you guys have at it 
as Matt sits here. Uh oh. And, and Matt sits here and he's ready to laugh. We gotta put, okay, we gotta put bashing people or, or no. other people. We gotta wait. We gotta be careful how we put this. Right. Because, okay, not bashing anybody. If somebody said, if somebody said, okay, Raples running practice, Monaghan won't be there. A lot of us will be like, oh, great. Like, oh my God. Like we would get nervous because Raple's the type of coach where she can be fun, but like once in a while, like she's, she's a great coach. She's one of my like favorite coaches. She's, I don't know. She's like, we still, we, we like she's her. really, she's a really strong yeah. coach. Like she comes off really strong and like mean and aggressive. <laughs> she's not once you get to know her, but once like you hear that and then drill she's really intense but so are you but you're in like intense in a different way like you pump us up before the games and she really kind of just talks to us in one straight tone but you'll like pump us up and you'll be like let's go let's go get it like you know what I mean I don't know how to put that like I think Rapel is like a lot more I don't know like you know what I mean Rapel no I understand we don't know how to put it without sounding mean yeah like I don't know I don't want to sound mean. Okay, so you said you said when Coach Rapel, when I when you know the Coach Rapel's there, but I'm not going to be there for that practice. Um, and you said it scares us. Why does it scare you so much? Like, why do you think it's going to be a harder practice that I'm not there, a more intense practice that I'm not there? I mean, like like we said earlier, like varsity, you see as like this top notch level, and like. I don't know, but, like, for me, like, head coach of varsity, like, that's the top spot, man. Like, that's who you need to impress. Like, that's, like, that top person. I also think it's because most of us have had you on JV. So we've been with you a little longer. So, like, our relationship is stronger than some of us have with Coach Rapel. Like, who was an example? Okay, me. Yeah, me. I guess. I've known you longer than I have Rapel. So I have a stronger connection with you than Rapel. So when I know it's just Rapel, I feel like I still have to prove myself to both of you. But since I haven't known her as long, I feel like I need to prove myself just like a little bit because we have a stronger relationship with you. Like, Go ahead. With you saying that, I didn't know Monahan before it. So, like, my remember my first season last year, I was scared to say like a word to either of you. Like, I was so dead scared of you guys. So I was like out there. I was like, I gotta prove myself again. I got this. Like, but then like this year, I finally like I would text you guys like after games last season and ask like, what can I do better? So this year, I would take that more advice to heart, and I got a lot closer with you guys especially with all my injuries. Oh, There's, so all the injuries. I got a lot closer with you guys, but Rapel, yeah. <laughs> Rapel has not a bolder tone. She's just, she kind of reminds me of like, kind of like mom. She's very honest. <laughs> I'm like that too. So like, I like honest feedback. I don't want someone to lie to me. But like my hand, be honest nicer like, yeah, I don't know right Monahan. now no yeah I feel like a lot of people feel the same way Monahan you guys are the exact like you have see you teach 
soccer the exact same way, but you like do it differently. Like we said about like texting one another, people will start with like what we need to do better. And then like, she's a more like angry to get down to work. Yeah. And then when we bring our hands in, you start pumping us up, telling us what we need to work on, but in like a uplifting way and you kind of like get us pumped up for all of our games you attack the situation in different ways yes but they're both ways the outcome is the exact same okay. because you two together oh, you two together power team, a power team. team like it's amazing i love when like these two years of varsity i've loved because i've been on for three years and when it was just rapel i loved it too but when you bring you in there too. It's like I don't know. Yeah, uh, you're not the first people that t- have told us that. We've even had parents um, after games say that uh, we both kind of balance each other out. Where yeah. um, you know, when one of us is being a little more intense, the other kind of you know is there to settle the other one down, um, and vice versa. Yeah. So where it's. Um, and it's interesting that you say that too, that we'll say it, we'll say the same message. Cause I really think that, that uh, part of the reason why coach Rapel and I work together is we have very similar philosophies in formations, in yeah. practices, in how we, what we expect out of our players um, where I, I think you agree. I, I agree where she might say it one way, I might say it the other way, but we both have the exact same message that we're trying to get across. Um, and like I said, I, I, I know as a, as a player sometimes, and even as a coach, sometimes where you hear that same message, that same message, that same message, sometimes hearing that same message, but in a different way is going to sink in a little bit better. So um, we're hoping that we're both back coaching varsity next year, but we'll, we'll see, we'll see what, what happens there. We got um, so I totally lost my train of thought there. But um, so now you said, oh, here's where I was going at. So you said when Coach Rapel gets starts the practices or, you know, you're a little scared. Is it the same feeling like when it's just me at the times, the couple times that Coach Rapel couldn't make it or even towards the end of the season this year and I kind of had the show? Was it that same scariness? Was it that same, uh-oh, Monahan's running the deal today? Okay, um, it's not like as scary as Rapel, because again, we've known you longer. And I'm not saying that you're more of the fun coach, but you know what I like? I think I think you're like the funner, you're the funner side. But then okay, funner's not a word, but what else am I gonna use? You're more of the fun side, and Rapel is more of the serious side, but then you can be serious too, and Rapel can be funny too. But like you kind of like balance each other out, and then when you like so when we heard it was just you, we kind of felt more relaxed. But then once we did the first drill, you got angrier and angrier. And we were like, no, this is like the same thing as Rapel. Like, so then at first we're a little like, okay, like this is better, but it'll still be hard, but it's not like Rapel. And then once we get into practice, we're like, oh God, like he's yelling at us. We're doing it wrong again. And then we start working our butts off. I don't know. I think it's because Rapel started as the varsity coach. So I think a lot of people are 
for, for Raples. But then once you started yelling at us and we got into other drills, we were like, no, that like he's real business. Like we need to prove ourselves to him, like all that stuff. Now, Maria, this one goes to you. I've had you since seventh grade. Do you think having the same coach for that many years, do you think that's a positive or a negative? Like having the same coach since seventh grade as a junior now. So that's, you know, next year, if I'm back with varsity with Raypole instead of being a JV, that'll be five years you've had me as a coach. Um, do you think there's positives to that or, or, or negatives to that? I think there's all, I think it's all positives. There's a few negatives, but not towards you as a person. I think it would be any coach. Cause I think sometimes when you have the same coach for a long time, like you want to like see different coaching styles, but since I've had Raple with you, there hasn't been any, any negatives. I think it's more of a positive because since you started with me since seventh grade, you know, like what kind of player I am and you know, like my potential and what I should be doing. And like, you know, like my high peak. And if I'm not there, you'll push me all the way up there. So I think that's more of a positive. And then when the relationship grows, like for me as a player, when my relationship is strong with my soccer coach, I think I play better on the field because I'm not afraid to make mistakes in front of them. I'm not afraid to go hundred percent to like a 50, 50 ball that I might not win, or I'm not afraid to like ask them for corrections. So I think it's all positive. I think the only thing maybe like, cause like Lola said, getting a fresh breath air of a new coach. But since we had, I had Rabel and both of you, nothing was wrong with that. So it was all positive for me. Okay. Very good. And I got Matt over there shaking his head. Matt, do you think you can sometimes maybe the message can get stale from a coach or do you think it's like Maria said, it's more of just having that relationship, knowing what your coach expects out of you. And as a coach, knowing, you know, what to expect out of your players. I think it's easier just if you have like that rapport already built that, you know, it's just, you don't have to get a new gauge on somebody every year. If you have like a different coach, like you kind of know what to expect. You kind of know what they expect of you. It's kind of like an agreement that it's easier to help the season go on without a hitch rather than like you having to start fresh again. Yeah. And I know for me, um, having Maria since seventh grade, I mean, she's absolutely right. And it's not only you. I know I've had George since seventh grade, you since seventh grade, Chloe, Annika. I mean, pretty much the, that whole junior class, you know, that was the group that I had since seventh grade. And it's, it's funny that you say that because I feel like, I mean, and, and even last year, Coach Rapo would be like, all right, well, what do you think about Annika coming up? You've had her. What position did you play um, Chloe at before? And for me, it was, it was, I mean, I could, Chloe's going to be a defender. We can also move her up to outside mid if we needed to. We can push her in the middle as a defender, but here's her strengths. With Maria, when I was given the scouting report, when that first season that you played varsity, it was, all right, she's a great center midfielder, but she can play center defense if we need her. She can also push up as outside mid. Um, and in a pinch, and you did it at Niagara Falls, where we pushed you all the way up to forward so that you could score some goals for us when we needed it. Um, knowing knowing that that type of player you guys have been since 7th grade, 8th grade, ninth grade, 10th grade, um, for me, it was it was almost like you said, much easier to know what, but what buttons to push where, you know, I know that I can push certain buttons with you to get you to play where you want with, with Kalen Weber. It's a little bit different. I might have to, you know, push a little different buttons here 
with Chloe, you know, I got to be a little bit more goofy with her and challenge her that way. You know, it's knowing your players and knowing who you can yell at, who you can't yell at, who you can be goofy with, who you have to be a little bit more serious with. Um, so it's, for me, it only, it only, it's only a benefit. Um, as a player, I know I've had coaches where I've had for three or four years. I found, like you said, both the positive and the negatives. Sometimes it is good having that different, that different perspective from another coach, but at the same time, you have that closer relationship. And like you said, you always are trying to prove yourself to that coach and let them know, Hey, I can play this. I can play that. I can do this. So, and it's been, it's been a ball. I've been some of you guys since seventh grade. And as a coach, personally, thinking back to what type of player you were as a seventh grader to what type of player you are now, it's been awesome seeing that, seeing that transformation. So it's been super fun. Now, Maria, we're going to take back to that Niagara Falls game. Um, you played center defense for us and you do a great job at center defense. What did you, what did you, do you remember at halftime when coach Rapel and I pulled you aside and say, Hey, listen, we're moving you up to forward. What do you think? Can you do it? And tell us what happened. I was a little, I was a little, I was a little nervous at first because I didn't want to have you take me out of my position to go play forward. And I didn't want to like not deliver what I needed to do. Like I remember, (laughs) I remember you put me up there at forward and I think it was the last, maybe I thought it was the last like 15 minutes of the first half, maybe that you put me up at forward and then I didn't score and I didn't do much. So then I was like, just let me have another chance. Like, let me play the first of this half. And then I played most of the second half and I scored two goals, which was like, I, I love playing center defender, but sometimes having that opportunity to go up and like score goals. It's like, I don't know. Like I was proud of myself and I love those opportunities just to like get up there. Cause sometimes I feel like when like people hear like, Oh, like, like in my family, since Gianna's a forward and she scores goals, sometimes people will be like, well, you used to be forward. Sometimes people will be like, Oh, like Gianna's the better sister. She scores like more goals than Maria does. Wait, so coach Ken says that all the time. I, I don't know. I feel like sometimes, sometimes numbers. defenders don't get the credit. They always like should get and forwards get a lot of credit, which nothing against forwards. Like they do a lot for us. They score our goals, but I feel like when defenders get the opportunity to go up and play like in the upper half of the game, it's a different like perspective and it's a lot funner than playing defense. I don't know. I was I really excited. So yeah, no, playing defense and especially playing goaltender, sometimes you can definitely get overlooked and and not get the credit that uh you definitely deserve. Matt's played goal in soccer. Matt, do you kind of think that's a fair assessment that maybe the goaltender doesn't always get the uh get the credit that they, they should get for some of those wins. You know, the goaltender and the defenders are basically each other's cheerleading team because <laughs> we rely on each other. That's, that's who cheers for each other. That's right. So, so Maria, you always got George back there cheering for you in that. Um, now, Gianna, I know this year we've, we've pushed you to a few different positions. We pushed you in center mid, we pushed you outside mid, um, what did you think about playing the different positions that we had you do? I think a couple of times we did push you up to forward. Um, did you find that that made you a better player? Were you nervous when we moved you from the inside to the outside or vice versa? 
Um, talk a little bit about uh, how you felt as a player, especially such a young player as an eighth grader. Um, how'd you feel moving a little positions every now and then? Um, I like, I didn't mind. I liked it because I like getting better. Like I remember in the end of our season last year, you guys pushed me to the center a few times. I'd always be asking Lauren, what am I supposed to do here? Like, I'm not sure what to do. So she's always helped me and definitely having Kaylin help me in the center mid, like helped a whole lot this year. So it got me confident in center mid and having Jane up top too, when I played mm-hmm. up top was a lot of help too. Cause she kind of knew the player I was. She's like, so you probably don't like it at your feet. She would send me the soccer ball over the top of the defender so I could run on to you. So I think having the communication of the players we did on the field made it a lot easier. Okay. Fair enough. Very true. Um, and now, uh, Tank, you played defense back there. Um, I know a couple times we asked you to move inside um, defense, outside defense. Um, and I'm calling, I'm calling Lola Tank. Um, out of, for those of you guys who have played with me, I think I've, I give almost everybody nicknames. I know we got G for Gianna, which is an easy one. Dozer for Maria. Uh, Tank. <laughs> I know George's nickname. First of all, Tank, what did you think of it when I gave you the nickname Tank? And then we'll talk a little bit about moving positions. So getting that nickname, what'd you what'd you think? Was it like Tank? What what is he talking about? Like like I may (laughs) Maria. I may have like been like, oh, okay, that's a little weird. (laughs) Like he's a little weird. I don't know. But I remember giving you the nickname because you had run over like three or four people right in a row, taking them down legally, of course. And I was like, man, I I looked at Rapel. I was like, she's running people over like a tank. And then it just kind of like, I think I remember yelling at a few like tank, you know, get over here. So truly, truly just such an honor to be able to have such a creative nickname by the one and only Monahan. Like, can't imagine. Somebody's already scoring brownie points for next year. (laughs) No, Um, but but now, now pushing back though, as a new player from outside defense, inside defense, a couple different uh, positions. And by the end of the year, I mean, you had, you had basically secured a starting spot on uh, the defensive line. Um, How did you feel about that? Like moving from outside to inside, going from uh, JV to getting a few minutes here and there on varsity to really end up becoming a starter on varsity. Talk a little bit about that. Um, definitely like, I don't know. I always like downgrade myself. So I always told myself a big reason by, that I was starting was because of all the injuries, which is like it's a big reason why I was pulled up is all the injuries, but like, by the end, I was starting, like, I was proud of myself being an eighth grade on varsity, and, you know, you secure your starting spot, but it was good, like, my dad always tells me to be humble, so, like, you know, you gotta do that, I guess. Don't be humble. But, <laughs> but, like, um, you know, it was really cool, and just getting to play on varsity is, like, so cool, because you, it was a good experience. Experience. like you look up you look up to that your whole school soccer career and then actually getting to like start and like 
I remember like the first time I played, like I was so nervous, like I was afraid I was gonna mess up. But like if you think it that way, then you're gonna mess up, like you're gonna make mistakes. And like it's okay to make mistakes, which you know, you and Rabel talked to me about that because I definitely like held back my first couple games because I was scared of making mistakes. Yeah. But you know, you well, learned no. that Tank, it was the opposite. Your first two games, you like you played maybe 15, 20 minutes, 20, 30 minutes, your first two games. And you played like a rock star. You were out there. You played, you played fast. You played tough. You didn't, you weren't questioning your decision. Then all of a sudden going into that third game, fourth game, I think we, we needed you to start at defense. And then you kind of got a little timid. Then you kind of started second guessing yourself where Rapel and I, I remember we pulled you aside. We're like, you know, where's that, where's that Lola from the first two games. And you even told us, you said, well, I don't want to make a mistake. I don't want to mess up. But once we told you, hey, and especially Rapel, I think she came out and said, don't be afraid to make a mistake. We expect you to make a mistake. The The rest of the season after that, you went back to the Lola from the first two games where you weren't questioning yourself. You knew where you had to be. You knew the decision you wanted to make and you just went out and made it. And if it was right, we gave you a big thumbs up. If it was wrong at halftime or when we pull you off, hey, next time, take this angle, whatever, watch. And you corrected it. But you you played. And sometimes that's all you need to just go out there and play. Yeah. Definitely, like, getting to play those first 15 minutes, it's like, and then you get pulled off again. And, then like, by the time the game's over, you're like, I really like that. Like, I want to be on the team, like, this team, like, I knew from that first captain's practice I went to that this was an environment I wanted to be in, and I wanted, I needed to be on this team. Like, I knew I was going to benefit my soccer, and it was just going to benefit, like, relationships and, like, life lessons. Like, I knew that I wanted to be on the team, and, like, I knew I had to work hard to get on it, which I did, but, um, like, I knew I wanted to be on the team. And when, you, you know, you get that call up to varsity, you're like, you know, you're proud of yourself. You're like, I did it. Like, even if it's only – even if I only get to play two minutes, like, that's still my first varsity, like, two minutes that I get to play. Like, those – I'll, like, forever remember, like, getting that text. And, like, you know, it's just a memory that you're always going to remember playing your first game on varsity. Absolutely. Now, you guys – you guys ended up playing your, well, Maria, you did track and field last year, but you um, guys are carrying it over into indoor this year. Um, what are your thoughts of the different environments just from track and field to indoor? Um, and it's funny, I coach throwers and all three of you girls happen to be throwers as well. Um, so you're stuck with me for another season, but what, uh, what's that? Is that, is that competitiveness? Is that fire? There is that passion. there still, even though track and field might not be your main sport where soccer is your main sport, but in that indoor environment, is that, is it just a different type of competitiveness? Is it more like, talk to us a little bit about that transition from soccer to track and field. Um, I think like track and field, it's like, you're not doing relays or something. It's kind of more an individual sport. Yeah. So I think like soccer, you're competing against other teams and you're competing with your team, 
but like track and field, you're kind of competing against yourself mm-hmm. because like every time you want to get like a PR or you want to throw farther or you want to run faster than you did in your last meet. And like, you're working up towards not in like a new goal, but you're working up towards to be like the best that you did last time. So I think soccer and like a team sport is a lot different than track and field, but I still take it seriously because I kind of take all of my other sports that I play as like my warm up or conditioning for soccer, like my lead up to soccer season. So I take it as seriously as I can. And the people um, that are in track at Kimmerys, they're great people to be around in an environment. Like that's another environment I want to be around. So I think they're, they're, Go ahead then. Oh. I know Maria, you love me. But like for it being your first year, like you're still like learning the ropes and like right now, like not being able to do it as like, you know, the first meets are going on and like, it's really like not fun getting to sit there while like you watch like everybody else like compete and hit like, and like compete against themselves to see how good they are. And then you're just like standing there like cheering from the sidelines, which like, you know, it's fun, but, like, to a point, you just want to get out there. You want to run. You want to throw. You just want to get that competing, which I'm really excited to do. And I think going to that meet made me realize how much more I really wanted to, like, compete in being an indoor track. Now, Tank, you'll, you'll, be, coming off the, you'll be coming off the injured reserve, hopefully uh, in a day or two or hopefully tomorrow. But um, did you – you came to the last meet as a spectator. Did you find that that was really helpful or did you just to see how everything was going, even though you, you didn't compete? Did you, did you find that very helpful? Yeah. And like, I know, like I get really nervous before games or meets, especially if like, I don't know what's going to happen. Like I stress out a lot about it. So I think getting to see like, and you explaining, like kind of taking me on like that, like a little tour, and like seeing like telling me what's going to happen and like what I should expect to like like all that stuff and like seeing my teammates um like play or not play but like compete and just like seeing all the different events and finally getting to see like what all the rage like what all the rave was about like doing indoor track I think it was fun and like it makes me even more excited to get to do it absolutely and then G, you'll be coming off the sidelines too, and hopefully we'll get you in a, a meter or a meet or two. Um, but G, you're you dealt with a pretty nasty injury this uh, this soccer season, um, one that you really you really toughed out. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about a the injury that you went through and just how you made it through the season? Um. Well, I think. I've been told my whole life that I have a low pain tolerance (laughs) and this injury after going to the doctor, I can say that my whole family that I do not have a low pain tolerance for that injury. Well, I can definitely attest to that because you, you played through a lot of pain this year. Um, I think it was more of just like what Lola said, you get a taste of high school soccer and like you go from travel and then you go to a high school season and you just love the environment and you don't want to sit out and just watch. So I think as long as Kelsey cleared me to play, I was going to play no matter how bad it hurt. Like I'll take care of it later feeling and just get the season done. Like I want to play. Absolutely. Um, Were there times that you even, I, I know there were quite a few games where you played with some, from 
decent amount of pain, a lot of pain where we had to, all right, G, go in there for five minutes. All right, come out for five, 10 minutes. Go in there. We really had to manage your minutes, especially leading up to sectionals. Did you find, did you ever get super frustrated? Did you ever, was there ever a point where you thought, I I don't know if I can do this the rest of the season? Um, How did that, talk to us a little bit about that. How did that go? Um, I remember it was like one night and night and I was, I talked to Maria about, it. I was like, I don't know how long I can go on like this. Like I'm getting pulled out every five minutes to play. And like, we have sectionals coming up. We have like big games. I need to play. And then Maria, I was started talking to Kelsey and Kelsey's like, we will wrap you. We will ice. We will figure out STEM. We'll do anything to keep you playing. We'll get you through the season and then we'll worry about it. So I think having the support kind of helped and kind of being told, like, I can do this, I can do this. And I think it was just like having even you and Rayful understand too, like you guys not overdoing it to yeah. the point. Help. Absolutely. Um, and then Maria, you, you dealt with the hip injury as well towards the end of the season. I think the last four or five games of the season, um, but just dealing with your injury and then dealing, seeing, uh, Gianna, your younger sister, dealing with her injury, um, being the older sister, how was that? I mean, dealing not only with your injury, but also the frustrations of Gianna. How did you, how did you take that? Um, I'll talk about Gianna's injury first. Um, I am one of those people, because when Gianna was younger, she'd make a big deal out of some, some, not injuries, <laughs> but some like things, oh, she stubbed her toes. It'd be a little bit of a big deal. So, I, I've, I've always said like, yeah, she has a low pain tolerance, but I started like seeing how much her knee pain actually was hurting her. And like, sometimes she'd come home after soccer practice and she would be in like full tears and would be icing and would be like, I'm nervous. Oh, nobody knew that. Whoopsie. <laughs> and no, and I don't know. It, it kind of like it hurt and then it hurt my heart, but it like hurt me because I know like soccer is her thing just like it's my thing and like like she said like she loves varsity soccer at Camarillo like this is the thing she looks forward to during high school this is her favorite thing about school so I think I just tried to help her and I tried to tell her like Kelsey like knows what she's doing or like Rapel and Monahan are great people to talk to about this they're going to be understanding about it so I think I didn't I haven't had any experience from like a really bad injury so I didn't really know what she was going through, but I just tried helping her as close as I could. I think I did a pretty good job, right? Okay, good. (laughs) But then, but then I don't know the one game I hurt my hip, my hip really bad. And I, I normally, I'm never a person to go down on the field, not really a person to cry. You're more the person that pushes the other people down. Yeah. I legally, I don't know. I don't know. I've never felt that pain in my hip before ever. And I went down that game and I was like, oh my God. And then when I got off the field, it still hurt really bad. But like in the back of my mind, I was like, why didn't you stay out there? Like you should have just kept playing through the pain. Like it would have been fine after, but I could barely like run on it fully. And if I couldn't put my full 110% on on the field, I wasn't doing anything good for the team. So I didn't, my personal preference was I needed to stay out there, but I was 50%. And that wasn't going to be good for the team. So when I went down, I was like, this will be better for the team. But I feel so bad because we had so many other people injured. And I kind of took my injury as not as serious as everybody else's. But when I couldn't run 100%, 
I think I knew that something was wrong with me. So then working through that during the season was really challenging for me. And then also dealing with her injury was another challenge, but we got through it. So we did something right. Yeah. You, you definitely got through it and you, you put myself and Rapel through the ringer at times, because I know, especially, and I'm going to, I'm going to put both you two on blast, especially the Niagara Wheatfield game where, you know, you were, you were hobbled. It was, I think the game after your injury, Maria, gee, your knee was killing you. We had pretty much limited your reps in practice or your drills in practice. And um, Rapel, Rapel wasn't there for the game. And I was like, all right, these two, I think we had sectionals coming up in three weeks. So we wanted to keep you healthy. So it was, um, all right, gee, you're going out for like no more than five, 10 minutes at a time. Maria, same thing. No more than five, 10 minutes at a time. And especially Maria, I mean, anytime I take you off, I'd rest you two for both like 20, 20, 25 minutes, you know, by the end it's Monahan. I want to come back on coach. I want to come back on. I don't need to come off Maria. I think in the second half, the last time I took you off, I thought you were going to like punch me because you were mad that you didn't want to come off the field. Um, and as a coach, believe me, I would have wanted to play you. The, the, the coach, the competitor in me is like, all right, just forget it. They say they're healthy, play them all 90 minutes. But the smart coach in me is like, no, they're not healthy. They're not ready. They need that rest. Um, they probably shouldn't even be playing the, the, I think maybe 20 minutes total that game that you guys played um, just because we, I think we had only 12 people that game. Um, and then more ended up going down that game. So it was, it was a fine line and it, it almost put me to the test where I can't play them. I really shouldn't be playing them at all, but playing them, I think, I think you both played about 25 minutes that game. And I know you two were frustrated. I know Rapel was frustrated. I was frustrated, but at the same time, we wouldn't have changed the decision if we could, because we knew you two needed, you two needed your health. Um, and we weren't going to put your health at jeopardy. Um, <clears throat> and it worked out because by the time sectionals got around, you two were ready to rock and roll in Frontier. We played a great game, and I still say we should have won that game, but that's a story from another for another topic. Um, I think we got hosed like the Bills got hosed against Tampa Bay, but we talked about that. Lola knows. We talked about that at one of the podcasts. That was an episode. Um, but, I mean, it's, you know, G you know, you're going to have the, you're going to deal with the injury in a, in a little bit. Um, you know, we're going to get you, it's, it's good that we were able to get you. I think we're going to probably be able to get you one or two track meets this year that we can get you to compete in. Um, Maria, I mean, the hip seems fine in track practice. You're, you know, out there throwing, throwing shot and disc. Like I said, Lola, you'll be off the sidelines off IR and, and ready to rock and roll. Um, hopefully tomorrow. So it's, it's good. I mean, um, how do you how do you guys feel about track and field? How it's how it's starting right now? I mean, I know it's about a month into the season, but how do you guys feel about it so far? Don't all talk um, at once. You can't run, and we all know we can run. So she's like, "You can't run." 
So probably pole vaulting isn't the best option either. And then I was like, oh, wait, Monaghan coach is throwing. So I might as well go hang out with Monaghan and just like lift then. So I was like, okay, this isn't going to be too bad. But I'm like definitely still like sad that I can't run and track. So I'm going to try well, as long as I can until up until my surgery day. And maybe I like throwing. Absolutely. But. I think you're going to, I think you're going to do well. Um, I think it's, you know, and remember you're only going to get better and you know, your ninth grade year, your 10th grade year, 11th grade year, 12th grade year. I really think you're going to be a fantastic um, 800 meter runner, um, even into a mile. Um, I think that's just, that's where you are. And right now, you know, the fact that you've been able to still lift, the fact that you've been able to work out in the weight room is only going to make you that much better of a soccer player. And as a coach, you know, as a soccer coach, I recruit a lot of you girls. I'm like, listen, doesn't matter if you're, if you like running, if you like this, if you like that, come to the practices, look at it as this is going to get me better speed for soccer. This is going to get me stronger for soccer. This is going to get me faster for shot for soccer. Um, so it's, I think it's going to be great tank. I know you've been watching from the sidelines. Um, what do you think about the I, today? Today, you got to see us practice uh, a little bit of weight and shot put. Did it look, did it look fun tank? Did it look overwhelming? Talk a little bit about just watching from the sidelines during practice. What did you think? Okay, well, they definitely make it a lot easier than it looks like Aaron and Maria make it like the weight throw look like it's a piece of cake. Like you just swing around a weight and let it go and woo. But it's not easy. Nope. <laughs> so when you, when you saw them, when you saw them do some of the drills, you didn't think it was, you didn't think it was all that easy. Like when you watch them, you're like, okay, like that looks okay. Like, I think I can do it. But like, then once I came over and talked to you and I told you like what you actually had to do. <laughs> yeah. I was a little, <laughs> I, I was, I was nervous. Well, you're going to pick it up really quick. Trust me. You're going to pick it up really quick. I hope so. You will. You will. All right. Um, Matt, what do you think? Time for the, uh, time for the hot seat. We'll get, we'll get the three girls on the hot seat here. Ask our five, uh, hot seat questions. Do you have those questions? I have a few. We're going to need you to ask some. And in fact, ladies, I'm going to give you, I'm going to put you guys on the hot seat, hot seat. I want, I want each one of you to come up with a hot seat question of your own. All right. So so how many we're doing here? So I tell you what we've got, we've got Matt. I, um, Gianna, Maria, and Lola. So we've got five people. So I think it's only fair that each one of us come up with our own hot seat question. Gianna's given me the look like I didn't sign up for this. I wasn't expecting this. So I didn't even Matt, know that hot seat question. Yeah, is. you untrue. So remember, Lola, you've listened to all the podcasts. You know what the hot seat question is. Sometimes it's what's your favorite food. Sometimes oh. it's what's your favorite movie. Uh, sometimes it's what, uh, let's see, what are some other hot seat questions we had? Um, if you could be on a stranded Island, what's the three things you could bring? Um, it could be a, literally a question about anything. In fact, I'm going to kick it off. Um, if you could meet any fictional character, any fictional character from a movie TV show book, 
if you could meet any fictional character, who would it be? Matt, do you have an answer? Oh, no. Matt, Matt, I'm going to put Matt on the hot seat first. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Matt does great with these hot seat questions. Oh, dang. All right. While you guys are all thinking, I'm going to I'm going to pick one. You guys know I love wearing the Harry Potter hoodie to practices. Oh, so my my fictional character that I would love to meet is going to be I'm not going to say Harry Potter. Ron Weasley. No, I'm going to say Dobby, Dobby, Dobby. I would love to meet Dobby. I I know he spoiler alert. I know he dies, but I'd still love to meet Dobby. Dobby. That's the that's the elf with the ears. Yes, yeah. the, uh, the one that snaps his fingers. Yes. <laughs> All right. So that's my that's my my fictional character that I would like to meet. All right, Matt, do you have one? No. All right, G Maria, Tank. Anybody have one in there? G. I do. I would love to meet Derek Shepard. From Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, you just meet him. You don't like they know. Not like, not on, Pat, like the, the character. Not, like not the Patrick per- Dempsey. Not Patrick Dempsey, Derek but Shepherd. like Derek Shepard. Like the character. Okay, like so I- the character. Okay, I could see that. Maria. Um, um <laughs> has anybody, have you watched Criminal Minds ever? I've watched it a few times, Matt. No. All right, so I'm guessing you're thinking of a character from Criminal Minds. Spencer Reed. Oh, okay. He's like a scientist detective. Um, I've been in love with this fictional, fictional character for like three years. So oh, her username on TikTok is like Maria underscore Reed. She has a blanket of him. She has a candle that smells like him. All right, so Maria's a big Criminal Minds fan over there. All right. Spencer Reed. All right. Tank. Okay. Fictional character. Criminal Minds too, actually. Um, there's a character named JJ. Oh, yeah. Jennifer Drell. But she's like, she's a boss woman. She like ends up being like the chief of um like the thing. Oh, sorry, Maria. Spoiler. She just spoiled it for me. No, it doesn't end like that. Come down. But she's like, she's like a boss woman. Like, oh, she's just so cool. Like, I'd love to talk to her and just like have lunch with her and just like talk with her. I don't know. She's a cool person. And a good role model, it sounds like. A good role model. All right. Matt. Deadpool. Deadpool? Yeah. The uh the Marvel character. Who's who does who's Ryan the, Reynolds? Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, so the Deadpool character, the just now, so sarcastic. Just did they have a comic book about him, or was he just strictly a movie character? Uh, no, he's in comics. Okay, I'm yeah. I'm not a huge comic book person. Yeah, he's pretty in depth with the comics. Okay, all right. So Deadpool for the comic character. All right, Matt, do you have our next uh, hot seat question? What is your favorite season? Oh. Like winter, spring, summer, fall. Yeah. Oh. All right, favorite season. Um, girls, either of you want to go first? Okay. Um, I'll go. I think, you know, it's between fall and winter because fall is when my birthday hits and then 
Selfish. Um, my favorite two holidays. <laughs> my, my favorite holidays are together. It's it's Halloween and Christmas. Like I can't pick between the two. So fall and winter are definitely my two favorite. I can't pick which ones I like better because my birthday is in fall and then Halloween and then winter is Christmas and obviously it snows out. So okay. So fall and winter. Um, I'm gonna keep it simple. I'm a teacher. I love my summers. I love fall because fall soccer season fall happens to be my birthday as well, too. But I'm I'm a teacher. I love my summers off, um, <laughs> although I work at the park camp or you did. So did. But I love I love summer. I love the warmer weather. Um, I've never been more. I've never been much of a skier or anything like that. So I love the summertime. You imagine Monahan on a ski slope. <laughs> no, it would not be pretty. Me on a ski slope would uh, be an epic fail, as the kids say nowadays. All day. All right. Um, Who's going next here? Favorite favorite season? I will. Okay. So it's definitely a tie between summer and fall, but I think I would pick fall. Like by far, like soccer seasons in fall. My birthday's in fall. Selfish. I put soccer season in there. Come down. Um, but yeah, like I was definitely like fall was like the happiest year. Like I like watching football. Like I like watching all those different sports, even if I don't play them or like necessarily like the people that do them. I still go watch and like maybe like make fun of them a little, but it's only for the fun part. It gives myself enjoyment. So I'll do it. Absolutely. Fun sports and fall, and I like going and watching and playing. So I think fall. All right, Matt G, who's going next? I can go. All right, G, favorite season? I'm gonna have to go spring or fall. Okay. I like spring because it's travel soccer season, and I used to hate playing in the rain, but now I love it. I love getting it muddy. Oh, that's like like I literally that's probably one of my favorites. That a picture. And then I would choose fall because I am a big Thanksgiving lover. Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. It's school soccer season. Unfortunately, back to school, but like you gotta balance it all out. So that's why those are my two. Okay, spring, spring and fall. All right, Matt. I like the winter. The winter, really? Yeah, I love the snow. Uh, So you're more of the skier, snowboarder type of guy. No, you don't even (laughs) ski or snowboard. You just like the cold. Yeah. I like snow blowing. Really? Yeah. Put my headphones on and it's just my time to be with myself. <laughs> so get the, get the snow blower out there. Now, are you a snow blower guy or a shovel guy? I snow blow as much as I can. Really? Yeah. See, I was always, I was always did the shovel. Maybe it's because I was too cheap to buy a snow blower, but that's fair. All right. All right. So anybody, ladies, what's a, what's a hot seat question that you guys have? I think this might be the first time we've had our guest give some hot seat questions. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> okay, I have one. What is your favorite holiday? Favorite holiday. All right. We did this one before. Matt, favorite oh, holiday. Halloween. Matt's a Halloween guy. I am a big Halloween guy. Like just dressing up. Any any fun Halloween, co- any memorable Halloween costumes? I had somebody on my back once for like a uh, seven foot tall dude. Oh, so you did like the huge trench coat and I was the legs. 
almost in scrubs like the uh what was it the in the world's tallest doctor or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. okay uh for me favorite holiday um i think gianna brought this up i'm going thanksgiving i love thanksgiving anytime you can have a holiday that is all about food thanksgiving oh, sign me up i love and i i love cooking the meals i love eating the meals thanksgiving i'm all about it i gotta tell you why we're laughing right now <laughs> because, why are we laughing because i thought you were gonna say saint patrick's day because you're a little leprechaun <laughs> <laughs> you're getting roasted on your own podcast. I, uh, <laughs> i'm by my own players <laughs> No, it is not St. Patrick's Day because I'm a little leprechaun. It is Thanksgiving. I can't. Um, All right. G, okay, I think I, I think we know Gianna's answer. G, what's your favorite holiday? Since I think you already said it. Come on, Thanksgiving all the way. G, I'm gonna put you on a G favorite ho- favorite Thanksgiving meal or even side dish besides the turkey. Favorite Thanksgiving side dish. It's okay. My grandma makes the best stuffing. Oh, it is stuffing yeah. all the way, all the way stuffing. All right. Me. I see that mine. My wife makes the best cornbread casserole. So I'm going cornbread casserole. All right. But favorite. So we got two Thanksgivings. We got one Halloween Maria tank. One of uh, what's your favorite holidays? Okay. Well, see, I can't. Well, I do love my birthday, but I guess that's not a national holiday, even though not yet, should. not yet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I can't pick between Christmas and Halloween, but I think it's, I think like Christmas is here and Halloween's like right under it. So I'm going to go with Christmas because I love Christmas, the Christmas lights. I start decorating for Christmas, the beginning oh, of we November. Know. We know. So now, were you a fan of the Nightmare Before Christmas or Nightmare? Was it Nightmare Before Halloween? No, Nightmare Before Christmas, Nightmare Before Christmas movie. Uh, no. Okay. I thought maybe you liked both Halloween and Christmas. So maybe you'd like that know- movie. I just don't really vibe with Jack Skeleton. Okay. Wow. Really like All right. You heard it here first. All right. Tank, favorite holiday? Um, I'm going with Christmas. Yes. Oh, okay. so like Christmas Day and like Christmas Eve, yeah, they're fun. But like my favorite part is like the climax up to Christmas. Like I love like shopping for, for people. I like getting like stuff in the mail. Like for me, that's better than getting gifts. It's like the excitement of like getting to wrap gifts, getting to buy them. Okay, well, buying them is not the fun part. Buying the money is not the fun part. <laughs> but like, that's exciting for me. And like decorating, like I love decorating. I love wrapping presents. I love all that stuff. That's why. I love it. I love it. All right. Who's, what was that? Three questions? Yeah. All right. We got two more. G, Maria, who's giving the next one? I will. Um. If there was any other sport you could play that you have never played before, what sport would it be? Whatever. That's a I think one. we did this a question too. That was a oh my God. That's okay. Hey, these are good questions. Um, Matt, do you want to go with this one first? Football. I, football? Football. Any, posi- any position? Linebacker. All right. So you want to be the guy just knocking everybody out? Yeah, but I have to get bigger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, me? Hmm. You know what? I I think I might have said football last time, but I'm going to switch it to hockey. Um, I'd love to play hockey. Oh, the only God. thing is, though, I my brother's a hockey player. My brother's a goaltender. I can't skate a lick. 
Like I am, I, I look like, I look like a baby deer trying to take his first steps. I mean, I cannot skate, but all being aside, I'd love to play hockey. I, I love playing floor hockey, floor hockey. I'm a great floor hockey player, but on the ice, well, mm, not so good. It looks like our team Bonnie's going to be ice skating next year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'll be me. It'll be me clapping from the sideline. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, can you like you'll walk around with me, but like the wall, because I'll be hanging on to the wall for dear life. <laughs> All right. G Maria Tank, what sport would you girls play if you could play a different sport? I would do football too. If I don't yeah. I think yeah. if I didn't play soccer and like maybe like not volleyball, I think I would I would want to play football. Like me and Gianna actually thought about doing it when it like we thought about doing it like I would love to play football. Okay. I think I'd be any any certain back. position. Um, I'd probably like linebacker too, honestly. All right, so we got Matt at outside linebacker at weak side. We got uh, Tank at strong side linebacker. All right, I can see that team. All right, G, what would you play? Um, I'd say football too. All right. But- I want to go linebacker. I don't see myself as the type to knock someone over. Are you wide receiver? I go wide receiver or quarterback because I can't catch the football very well. But I can throw a spiral. So I would choose quarterback. You told me wide receiver. So G's going to be the next Josh Allen over there. I could see that. All right. Maria, what are you playing if you couldn't play another sport? Or you couldn't play soccer, rather? I have two. I would either play volleyball because – I do enjoy watching volleyball, and I think I'm pretty good at it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I enjoy watching volleyball, and I think I'm playing it in gym class right now, and I do really like it, but it's during soccer season, and obviously I would, I would never give up soccer. But my one sport that I really, really actually want to play, but we don't even have a team, is curling. <laughs> <laughs> that You know what? I actually went a, a couple teachers and I, um, from an old school that I worked at, we actually went over to a curling center in Canada and we did curling and it's a lot harder than it looks. Well, I just went on a field trip for like the um, student athletic advisory committee last week and we went curling at Riverworks and it's a lot difficult than it looks, but it's actually fun once you get the hang of it. And I think it's, it's not like an easy sport, but I think it's an enjoyable sport and it's on the ice. And I love ice skating and all that stuff. So yeah, curling. No, it was a lot of fun. And I did fall on the ice at that too, but it was still a lot of fun. Not surprising. All right. G, what's your uh, last hot seat question? Bring it home. Okay. This one, I don't even know the answer to, but I was just thinking when she was asking her question, like, oh God, what do I do? So would you rather go in the future or go in the past? Good question. Uh, Matt, do you want to take this one? Go in the past. You'd rather go in the past? Go in the past. I have so many things I want to change. (laughs) Now, I was going to say, now would we, if we go in the past, would we be able to change the things or do do we just go in the past and we can just look? Just go in the past. No, changing. no rules, just no like a time machine. You get to go back or okay. No okay. Changing. So we can, okay. So Matt's going in the past to change things. So I wouldn't be stuck here. <laughs> Maybe changing his answer. What he, what I asked him if he'd be my co-host. <laughs> um, hmm. 
I would, uh, part of me wants to say, you know, I'd go into the past that way I could, you know, maybe, you know, change some things, but you know what? I'm going to say future. I would just, I'd love to see what, what's going to happen 20, 30, 40, a hundred years from now, 200 years from now. Um, well, I wouldn't have to be there as myself. Like I could still see what I could go as far into the future as I want. Right. All right. Yeah. See, so maybe going like, you know, go a hundred years, 150 years into the future, or even 10 years into the future, see what's up then. But I'm going to say future. I'm going to say future. I'm always looking forward. You really want to make that, you know, I'm in your future. Yeah. You want to make sure we're still in the future. That's right. You know, See, uh, yeah. make sure, you know, see some president, see some of you guys being presidents out there or visit my grave. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I want you to do. All right. Tank, Maria, who, okay. who's going past future G Maria, you're next. Yeah. I, I wouldn't want to go in the past because I feel like if I changed anything, something would be different about my life right now. And I'm kind of satisfied. Oh, well, I'm, whatever. I'm kind of satisfied with my life right now. So I think I go in the future only like 15 years ahead so that I can see where I am. And if I didn't like where I am, I'll change something in the present right now. Okay. So like, all right, I could see so. that. I could see that being very helpful. All right. I'm pretty sure I'd still be yeah. bald in the future, so I can't change that, but that's all right. All right. G. Where are you going? Past, present, or not present? Past. You're, we're already in the present. So, G, past or future? Um, I'm not gonna go the smart route, Maria. One. I'm going to the future because I know we all die at some point. So I want to see as far as I can ahead because I know in like a hundred years, I'm not sure if I'll be here. So, like, I want to see past hundred years to see what the world is like. <laughs> I feel like they made a com. We we lost a little internet connection there, and I feel like they're they're laughing because they made a joke on me. But that's just. Yes, yes, we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I figured. All right, after so- you said, after you said that you were going to be bald in the future, I said, I said there are wigs and toupees. Yes, yes, yes. That's the fedora. The fedora will be my toupee. How's that? All right. And uh, Lola, where are you going, past or future? You know, I think, oh, I had an answer, but I don't remember what I said. Um, There's only two choices. In the past. Oh, my gosh. I think I would go in the past. In the past? Okay. Just to to see what everything's about? Yeah. And like, I don't know how to say this my reason, but like, I don't know, like, I feel like everything that you do and like, I, I like living in the inevitable. Like, I like not knowing what's going to come. Like, I like having that thing of like that sense of possibility. I don't know. Like, I just like having like not knowing what's coming. Okay. So, so you like, you like seeing the surprise seeing the you know your your future as it unfolds it's all philosophical yeah i was gonna say little <laughs> little philosophical answer there all right and that was the first time we actually had our guests i think we might do this more take a little pressure off of us yeah it's a lot easier have our guests uh, come up with some of their hot seat questions um but we're gonna wrap things up 
Um, Gianna, Maria, Lola, thank you girls for coming on. I, I mean, I know I gave you a, a, few, a few days notice, but thank you for coming on. I hope you girls had fun. What'd you think? Your first podcast episode appearance. What'd you think? Uh, thank you for having us. It was really fun, actually. Yeah, yeah. we were actually really nervous. Like, we were practicing, <laughs> but it was actually a lot easier than I thought. So thank you for having us. It was, yeah. a, it was a cool experience. Yeah. Well, good, good. We're glad you had fun, and I will see all of you guys at practice tomorrow, um, oh, yeah. bright and early. Well, G, you won't be there yet. You'll be coming off the sideline in a couple uh, couple days. G, you'll be back there soon. So you got a, you got a few more days without seeing me. All right. But thank you, ladies, for coming on. Matt, as always, thank you for uh, being my my host with me in, in this madness that we created. That you created. That I created. Just Somebody created. It just kind of created itself. Uh, thank you, everyone. We will look forward to seeing you guys next week for another exciting episode of Stories from the Sidelines. <laughs> <laughs>